0: Just moving on to the importance of the voice to Parliament, and I'd like to um, invite you both to speak on this, please. Thomas, um, actually, I might start with you, Kerry. Um, why does uh, the voice to Parliament matter to non-Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples? Because we've all got the same investment in the end. We want a healthy, unified nation. We want a nation that we can feel that we can stand up and feel proud of. And when we see. And when we see our, our flow of foreign ministers and prime ministers to other uh, countries in the world that have their human rights problems, uh, that when we choose to lecture them on their problems, that we can actually uh, feel that we're not being hypocritical. Uh, that's, um, so that's just for a start. Uh, we pride ourselves on being an egalitarian country, and I've always had trouble with that concept here. I don't, uh, I, I think we can find Some measures of egalitarianism, but we can also find some glaring examples of inequality, not just with Indigenous people, but Indigenous people are overrepresented in every category of inequality you'd care to think of. Uh, So, if we've got 13, somewhere between 13 and 16 percent of entrenched poverty in this country uh, at any given moment, people living on or below the poverty line, you can bet your bottom dollar. That indigenous people will be overrepresented in that group as they are well and truly overrepresented in our in our justice system in terms of their incarceration. And these overrepresentations are just are just one surface illustration of the depth of inequalities which go all the way back to the day Philip planted the flag uh, and uh and have been manifested in so many ways since, not least. Not least in, oh, now I've left it behind, how about that? Not least in a document called the Constitution, which is small enough to fit in that pocket when I remember to put it there. <laughs> it's the size of a passport. But, uh, but that document, the, the Founding Fathers, went out of their way to essentially write Indigenous people out of it. And to the extent that they were even mentioned, it was about, it was about um, decreeing their absence. So their absence as citizens, their right to be counted, those really fundamental things. And, and so, um, I mean, as a journalist of 55 years now, one who, albeit, came to journalism with as much ignorance about Indigenous history uh, and about the truth of the colonising and even post-colonial times, how those injustices and inequities were entrenched, uh, I had a very sharp learning curve as a journalist uh, about those truths and uh, and I was just reflecting as Thomas was speaking that um, while at the same time I was absorbing every word you were saying thomas <laughs> I was reflecting uh on on the fact that probably in my working lifetime uh having having had my eyes opened on my first visit to Alice Springs in one thousand nine hundred and seventy I have probably reported analyzed um reflected on interviewed over uh indigenous issues uh related to you know social and political and economic uh, far more than i have on any other issue because i came to appreciate and understand just how important it was for all of us to know and understand that true history and to come to terms with it and when people talk about reconciliation we are the ones who have to reconcile because we are the ones who did the damage. And, and that is why when Indigenous people, painfully almost, in their plea to us, to understand just how generous their act is, the, I mean, the, the, the humility and the generosity behind the Uluru Statement is profound or are profound. And, and the fact that they can actually find it in them uh, to invite us to take up what is a generous and humble request uh, is, uh, just, just says volumes to me uh, about, about what they represent in our humanity and, and what they bring to our nation if we can only listen. And you know what, here's the irony. They're the ones who are saying, we just want to be heard. We just want to be heard. And what we know, and Thomas has scratched the surface of examples, there are many. What we know is when Indigenous people are heard on policy issues that are going to affect their lives, the policies are better, the policies are more efficient, the policies get better outcomes, the money is spent more wisely, the money is less likely to be wasted, And that is where the benefit, one of the benefits, lies, again, for all of us. Thank you, Kerry.